Hey folks, thanks for listening to an episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Before we begin, we want to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out. Slide into our DMs. Um, and we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. So make sure you listen, comment, rate. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, this week's episode was pretty fun. And uh, what did we talk about? We we got to the bottom of who bit Beyonce. I still can't believe it. I know. You were you were shooketh. Uh, we, <laughs> that, it kind of rocked my childhood. Yeah. You, for at least my college years. Right. I mean, it... It is basketball related when you think about it. it you're right. So uh, that happened. And then uh, we kind of dive into uh, the blackness of this week. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot of good stuff and some not so great stuff to remember. Right. In, in black American history. Yeah. And things are still kind of happening in our world that are not so great. And so. Yeah. That's yeah, always like a bummer. But yeah. we. I mean, we talk about masculinity. Yeah. In a very. I thought. For the topic that brings that up, mm-hmm. well, I could just say like Safari's um, he got robbed. interview mm-hmm. with Angie Martinez. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting look into uh, masculinity within like the black culture, especially. Mm-hmm. And, not, and I wouldn't even say just black culture, like people of color culture. I think yeah. like, like that is it is pervasive, and in the black culture, I, I, I can only assume from what I see and what I've heard, it is toxic. How how pervasive it is and now I've seen the video mm-hmm. that we talk about on the yeah. podcast that you showed me yeah. and the fact that he's like that he's, in that way while wearing a red fur coat yeah is just like this, he's as this, flamboyant as possible yeah. like the way he looks but yeah this it's juxtaposition just, of visual versus the audio on yeah. it is just jarring yeah super so, jarring yeah but, but it was it was good for us to talk about it yeah. we got a lot to say on that yep and then we go into basketball some March mm. Madness and then we dive into how cool uh, the standings are. Because yeah, it's interesting. We kind of nerded out for a while on the basketball stuff. And the playoffs aren't even here yet, but we're so excited about it. Like, it's literally a week and a, a day. Like, I just can't wait. I feel like Santa's coming to drop gifts under the tree, and we're just, we can't wait. And it's on my birthday. Yeah. Best no. day of the year. Is it, you're going to love it for multiple reasons. I mean, I, I like getting older. I, uh, some people get real in their feelings about it. But but we also talk about like some of the big injuries that have happened this week and how it may or may not affect mm. the, the league mm. as far as, you know, the playoffs are concerned. Right. And we make our predictions for... Yeah. Uh, as we do. Yeah. And we'll see who comes out more... Uh, Actually, we have a lot in common with our predictions. Yeah, but I think we're a little bit, almost... Uh, yeah, we're almost somewhere. the same. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But other than that, our dope people are pretty dope. And I don't know, it's a good cast. Yeah. You should, you should listen in. Thanks for uh, tuning in and, uh, and enjoy the show. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right. Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bri. Hey. It is episode number 42. And before we begin, how are you? I am doing well. Yeah. This is for the sake of the people listening, because we definitely talked about how we were doing before this. Yes. And I will say I am less tired than I was last night when uh-huh. we tried to record this, yeah. when I was basically useless, I know, literally good for at, nothing. I looked at you and I was like, you look worse than I did the week before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I have no excuse. My sister called, you know how my sister FaceTimed us? Yeah. And you were like laying kind of weird on, <laughs> on the couch, and she's like... 
Who's that? That's just a lump of flesh. That's just called a, Alex. It's just Alex. She was like, oh, it's Alex. What the hell happened? <laughs> anyway. I was just knocked out from just being sleep deprived. There is that. And then you also had really yummy pasta. Oh, yeah. my Oh, man. My gluten level went through the roof. I mean, you had the itis for sure. I was comatosing. You were, you were, you were itis. I haven't had that much pasta in such a short amount of time. Normally, it, it tasted good from what I tasted. Normally, when we record this, you know how I need a snack to munch on. Right. It could be healthy or not healthy. It's right. like, for some reason, I let myself have permission to do whatever I want. Right. When and I haven't had this. my my plantains for you in a while. So, this, this is true. So, this it's is partially true. my fault. Uh, don't, yeah, don't don't feel like uh, you need to take responsibility for my actions. I'm definitely in control of what I'm doing, and I make bad choices. And so last night I thought I could have a, a really good sweet green salad, right, for ten bucks, right, or I could do some chips at the store, which I don't normally eat junk food. But hey, if I'm craving barbecue chips, right. maybe I'll let myself have a one dollar bag of chips, right. a small. Mm-hmm. I was like, why don't I go in the middle and spend six dollars? I realize six is not halfway between one and ten. Right, for but, it's, but it's close. <laughs> I'm going to spend $6 on some whole grain pasta and sauce at your local deli downstairs. Uh-huh. And so Brian was like, you're going to eat that whole thing of pasta? I was like, no. <laughs> but I'll you eat a lot of it. You ate like half of it. <laughs> I, ate, I made so much pasta and it definitely knocked me out. I, yeah. So and I was just like, yeah, let's not do that. Let's, but let's, be- cu- let's do it another day when we're more refreshed. Yeah, I'm better today. How are you? you? Are. Um, I'm still recovering from seeing all the mice that we saw. No, rats oh that we saw God. yesterday. <laughs> I like dreamt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, and our non-gender oh. conforming folks. Um, we were walking after because we realized we're useless, so we're going to walk. Yeah. Um, I'm going to walk Wrigley, and I was basically walking mm-hmm. you back home. You were walking <laughs> me back home, so I got home safe. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> that's how... And Wrigley walked me back home. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it works. Um, and we saw a little mice at first, um, and I was like, oh, okay, little mice, ew, gross, whatever. It was one little cute mouse who little, just kept frolicking. Yeah, it was like, it was small, it was tiny, it mm-hmm. wasn't very big. Mm-hmm. And then Wrigley did his business, mm-hmm. and I picked up his business, mm-hmm. his number two business. His files. His, 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 his feces. Right. His poo-poo. Yes. Or as I, as I tell him, his boom-boom. That's what you call it. I'm like, Wrigley, time to go boom-boom, and he, that's he how knows. we learned. That's how he learned <laughs> to boom-boom to outside in the streets. Uh, picked it up, and I was about to put it in a gar like a garbage can that you see like on every corner in mm. New York City. And you said something to me. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I like turned around. I'm like, and you basically said, are you really going to do that? I s- said something like, Bri, look out for or something like Bri, are you gonna Yeah. <laughs> I pointed. They moved so quick I couldn't direct your attention. Well this fast is the other enough. thing. I'm five two and three quarters and mm-hmm. you're you know, five ten, six no, eleven, five eleven. Oh yeah, six eleven. <laughs> You're like, you are taller than I'm me. I'm five eleven, yeah. And so that's your height. You so, just see further I saw and it quicker. Quicker. Whereas I'm basically the height of the trash can, yeah. right? So like, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. But like, I'm not seeing it. So I'm about to throw his poop bag mm-hmm. in the trash can, and we see. Oh one, my god! One huge ass rat, giant, giant. Like I was like, Hah! and I'm not a really like I'm not scared of <laughs> insects and things, but yeah. I don't do mice. The surprise, rats. the surprise of it. Yeah, you were so close to it. The surprise shocked me how close you were to right. this rat. And so, because you apparently they were like on the top of it. I'm assuming because you were able no. to, you were able to see it. No, I no, I didn't. They heard you coming. They were deep in it. 
<laughs> they were deep. When you approached, that's when the first one came out. Right, the first one. And then I screamed and like like yanked Wrigley, poor thing. He was like, I don't understand why this woman's crazy. And then I'm, I scream and we're both of us are just laughing and really uncomfortable and scared. And <clears throat> I was just feeling all the things. Like, what, four more came no, out? No, it was a total of six. There were six rats in there. There was something delicious. I in wanted that. to go see what was in the trash. No, and I was like, no, we're crossing the street. Hell no. I was highly curious as to what was in that trash can. Because the first one popped out and you like exclaimed. Right. And then and then the next one came right after that. And I thought to myself, wow, that one's slightly smaller than the giant rat. They're both pretty big. And right. then the rustle of the bag, a third one jumped out. And then a fourth one came out. And then I looked at the trash and I thought, Surely that's the end of it. How many rats nope, can you fit in this two camp? More came and out. then I saw rustling, and two more came out. Man, New York these, City. These these like the mice too. The little one that we saw at mm-hmm. first were, was not scared of us. No, no, no. They have no fear. The the mice and apparently the rats mm-hmm. and the pigeons of these streets, who, who I like to who I like to call the rats of the sky, mm-hmm. um, give zero f's about what we think and our feelings. I mm-hmm. just. I'm still like recovering, and then your dumbass texted me the, the uh. six rats, and I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, I hate you for doing that because I can't yeah. stop thinking about it. Yeah, remember that time we saw six rats and they almost ate our faces. Um, <laughs> there, I always tell people like after dark, anything you see that's gray and moving is no longer a squirrel. Uh, no, that's that's something else. And also in the daylight, because I've definitely seen mice in the daylight. I see them far less. Yeah, I mean, I see it a lot. I feel like I see mice and rats more in this like subway system where they do anywhere else. Yeah, it's warm down there. Um, so, other than that, I'm cool. I'm I'm excited to go home to Chicago and hang out with fam and some friends. Take cool. you know, do some do some fun stuff there. Uh, celebrate my birthday a little early with the fam bam because nice. I haven't done that since I moved out to Chicago uh, to New York. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited to be back. I'm like. My body's better, which is always, mm-hmm. which is good. Feeling good. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just ready to go enjoy myself a little bit and come back and get back to the swing of things. Brilliant. It's all good things all, yeah. all around. Coming up aces. Uh, it's April. It's, I mean, once this weather decides to be normal sauce, I'm going to be happier. But, you know. I always tell people, it's so- and I've told you this, if I ever were to have a daughter in the future, uh-huh. I would never name her April. Oh, yeah. No. She'd be too indecisive. <laughs> Make up your mind. Girl. Girl. One day you're hot, next day you're cold. <laughs> we need you to be consistent. We need you to have some, yeah. you know, some levelness, yeah. you know. You're allowed to have feelings. We're, but... we're, we're all just like at your, your beck and call. <laughs> right. We're like, what are we going to get today? Yeah, is it going to be snow? Because it was snow yesterday in Chicago. And I was like, are you serious? But I like this this overcast, rainy weather. April's I do like, too. It's bringing the flowers of the future. Yeah. I appreciate be... like the cleansing of the city that it yeah. does. Like cleans it up. Yeah. I like, I like cleaning. Rat showers. Like, <laughs> you have to bring it up. You actual jerk. Anyway. Ugh. All right. Let's get into this. Um, so, you know, I wanted us to start the cast off with some news. Okay. Um, news of... Um, of the biting of Beyonce's face. We know it's his, her face that was bit. Um, Someone bit her face? Yeah. That, remember we were like, I, where I, did we bite? Yeah. Like, it was her I thought face. it was her shoulder or her arm or something. No, no, it was her actual whole, like, and to someone to have the the gall to do it, yeah. you know, is like, I just don't even. Were they, we thought they were drunk or high. Is that 
still the uh, case? No, yeah. We, the, and Beyonce said to Tiffany Haddish, girl, she's not drunk. She's high. Like, she's not like this usually. So all of us thought it was some, at least for me, I'm like, it was some basic white girl okay. who did this uh-huh. at the 444 after party. Uh-huh. And it has been confirmed by multiple sources, including page six. I think TMZ also confirmed this as well. My understanding is that we now know who bit Beyonce. Who did? It is not a white girl. Okay. It is Sanaa Lathan. You <laughs> lie. I you am, better I'm not. not even... I... I'm not even lying a little bit. And the reason why I want to bring this up, because Love and Basketball is one of my favorite movies. Brown Sugar is Brown, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Brown, uh, like... Oh, just, no. And so, oh, and no. like, Sanaa is just beautiful. Yeah. Like, stunning. She looks um, the same. She's too beautiful. Like, I'll yeah. talk more about that in a second, but go ahead. But like, no, if I was, like, I, I look at her, I'm like, you were incredibly attractive, and I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Like, I, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. I would need like two mugs to hold, like so that my hands had something to do, because mm-hmm. I would just like touch her face, you know. Oh, yeah. But I also know, like, couth wise, like you, you just don't do that. You just don't touch random people's faces, or I don't know, bite, bite them. them. <laughs> um, and so, oh, so there was reported at the beginning that Sana did it, and we were like, Nah, Sana won't do that. And Sana said, Sana on Twitter or wherever she you know, posted and said um, that, no, I didn't do it, but if I did, it would have been a love bite. And I'm just like, girl, no, that means you did it. Oh, so, she pulled the O.J. Simpson Yes, exa- No, that is exactly what she no. did. And so... Just say you didn't do it. Leave it at that. Just, leave, just shut up. Just stop, don't say anymore. What so, if I did do it? Uh, but yeah, so now Latham did it. And I, I just don't know how to feel but why do you think she's so extra beautiful i mean i think she's All right. beautiful so i used to follow her on social media on instagram yes i still follow her i mean I ha- a part of me wants to unfollow her because like exactly. the beehive has like beehived oh. her too so she got she got swarmed up and In bees. roasted no yeah. actual bees <laughs> she got stung to death um she uh i had to stop follow, following her because the amount of selfies she was taking. Yeah, it's a lot of, yeah. She was, I say this with no judgment in, in the word I'm about to use, mm-hmm. but it is the case, It what is it, the case study for? Mm-hmm. Um, a perfect example of a narcissism. Quiz. She's quintessential narcissist. Quintessential narcissist. And I mean that in the sense of someone who just takes selfies. Right. To take selfies to show how beautiful they are. Mm-hmm. And then getting likes based on just that mm. and i thought i know a couple of people in my life that are like that yeah it was a, i like her in movies because she plays a certain character mm-hmm. but in real life she was very much into herself and mm. i thought i don't know if i could do so her biting beyonce's face d- does not surprise i me. mean we're pretty sure that she you know she used some cocaine and like i mean she was high on some drugs i could believe that and, and she's 46 years old and looks oh, great. Oh, she looks great. And prob- and she's in Hollywood where there's yeah. plethora of that white powder. Yeah. So. And to, but to, for her to bite that face is kind of like a, I love the beauty of Beyonce so much. I'm going to take a little bit of that power and beauty away, like to absorb some. I believe, oh, I, I believe that when you're having intimate relations with someone. Sure. You're transferring not just 
physicality right. but energy as well sure so for her there's like, you're like i get that person's beauty and they get mine you know <laughs> no, i no, feel but like, like she, no there's an energy there's sure. a, a symbiotic uh interaction happening yeah. so like subconsciously she's like i love her so much mm-hmm. that i just want to bite her right and there's a transference of energy between people of I have a little bit of that glow inside me now. Sure. Or like I that's very uh deep of you to think that oh. that's where Sana went. I've just thought she, I just think she was just high. Um <laughs> and just was stupid. That's fair. That's um fair. but I it's like when I see a really cute baby, I'm just like I just want to like bite your cheeks, you know? Like you just like you're like, "Oh, you're There's so cute." There's a word for that. Um tapa ching ching. Tapa Ching Ching. Mm-hmm. I forget which Southeastern culture it's from. Southeast Asian culture. Uh-huh. But Tapa Ching Ching. Is the same. Yeah. It's a, it's a phrase that means something so cute you want to annihilate it. Yeah. Like, and in Tagalog is also the Filipino language. Uh-huh. There's also a term for it. I forgot what it's called. A friend of mine told me. But it's just like so cute. It's like, it's like from Despicable Me where it's uh-huh. like, it's so fluffy. Like, right. I'm, I could die. <laughs> you know, like it's so, oh my God, Wrigley. You're, you're cute too. Don't worry. Um... But it's like, there's people that I know that I'm like, oh my God, I just want to like, lick your face. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I want to know how, what Lupita Nyong'o tastes like because her skin mm. is just beautiful yeah, and I both. just want to like touch it and just like, I can, but I'm not, I would never do that because it's not, it's not appropriate. She, uh, no, I thought Sana was so, I still think she's very attractive. No, she's I just still think beautiful. as a person, there was an article I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they interviewed her and she was talking about relationships and how hard it is to find uh, a partner. Like I want to say a partner. I don't remember if she specified beyond that, but just saying, yeah, you know, it's as a successful woman in my industry, and I'm mm-hmm. also getting older, and it's a you know an mm-hmm. ageist industry and all that sure. sort of thing. So like, you know, clocks ticking, but my success and my career is like important, and finding a man, blah blah blah, and. Then seeing her Instagram and now hearing that she bit the queen, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, there may be more it to might this. it might be you. Needs <laughs> <laughs> to. We're reading a lot into this because again, know. it's all what we've allegedly, allegedly, like, allegedly, you know. But it has been confirmed, <clears throat> and people are, you know, people be swarming um, her in her DMs. I'm sure with all of the bees, but uh, oh, we I'm, now know the. I believe the phrase. Tapa Ching Ching is Tagalog. Oh, it is Tagalog? I think that is the word. No, I thought it was something else. Anyway, I'm seeing various things on the interweb. Okay, thanks, interweb. Anyway. Um, What else is going on? This past week has been a pretty big, like, Black History Week. Yes. And I'm sad to say, I think you know more about it than I do. (laughs) I mean, it's all... I know, I know, (laughs) You know about all of the things we're going to talk about. I definitely know about... um, MLK's 50th. Yeah. Not 50th well, birthday. not anniversary of anything good. Yeah. The day that he was murdered. Yeah. Assassinated. Right. Killed. In Memphis. In Memphis. Right, right, right. Um, that was 50th. And on that same day is also uh, Maya Angelou's 90th birthday. Would have mm-hmm. been her 90th birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal woman. Yeah. Um, I want to get that shirt, Phenomenal Woman. There's like a shirt that people have been wearing that a lot of women have been wearing. Oh, okay. um, and then I think a couple of days before that, uh, Winnie Mandela, Nelson Mandela's wife, mm-hmm. died. Huge um, 
a huge role player in in the apartheid dismantling mm-hmm. and just the the lives of people in South Africa and the things that she's done. Um, so it was just like a really big week of, and I was just it was like one, it was like Winnie's death, uh, Miss Miss Mandela's death, and then it was Maya Angelou and MLK's, mm-hmm. you know, the significant significant aspects of their life, and then it was like oh. And a person got shot who happens to be black mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, like mm-hmm. not too far from where we live. And I was like, I hate this world. And I don't know what else to do other than just like, I just wanted to say it and mm-hmm. recognizing that I know there's more things that have come out for uh, for the as far as information about the man he was carrying something that looked silver, looked like a gun, but it wasn't a gun. Mm-hmm. And just kind of pointing it at people. There's like 911. Um, 911 uh, transcripts of people being like this guy is just like going around just pointing things that it looks like a gun but I don't know if it's a gun like multiple people have been saying it mm-hmm. um, in the 911 transcripts um, but yeah I mean I just kind of like I just don't know from you know Stefan Clark to you know the, the every other name that we can think of and the names that we don't know of from of gun violence and police brutality it's been happening forever and mm-hmm. you know we just continue to I, I say all this because there were several Republican um, politicians on um, on the 50th anniversary of MLK's death mm-hmm. um, senseless murder was like you know seeing his praises you know putting you know quotes and like his life was amazing and he had, he was a man of great faith mm-hmm. um but there were just as many who let them know that if this man was alive today you would think he was the worst mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know you what's the, i think there's that saying like you know they touted they praise you after they've you know touted you to be a terrorist and you know the worst, you know, the mm. worst thing for us. And this man was, I think his daughter, Bernice, uh, wrote something really great. But, oh my God. Um, Bernice King wrote, uh, if I can find it, she wrote a lot of things. Um, I can't find it. Um, but, but she was saying, she was essentially saying, like, you, you, I want you to know my dad was about, you know, was about immigration rights was about all these different things mm-hmm. that you all don't stand for mm-hmm. um about gun you know gun reform all these mm-hmm. like all of the things you better believe he was about gun reform <laughs> so just just saying you know and for you to think otherwise um and there was this really great um episode it was a, a documentary about mlk um <clears throat> Where he, and it was like a reporter was interviewing him about why do you think, you know, the Negroes can't mm-hmm. like lift themselves up from the bootstraps. Mm-hmm. And MLK's like, you're, it's really unfair to ask someone to lift themselves from their bootstrap when they don't got boots. Well, like, <laughs> what do you think their handicap is? Because like they, they just can't get it together as you're shoving them in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and to think that, and, and to think that. Um, and the, he also said he also let the reporter know of all the immigrant people out here like the only race that was enslaved was the black race so think, thinking about like the people who are like our history has only enslaved black people mm. not Asians I mean granted we've had 
you know, discrimination against Asians as well. Not, not mm-hmm. Mexicans, not, not Latinx people, like all these different things. So like, I think people are forgetting how radical he was and how smart he was and how mm-hmm. imperfect he was. Like oh, he, yeah. he wasn't perfect, but yeah. He, uh, I agree with everything you said. And there are people on all fronts who might've taken issue with him today. Cause mm-hmm. he was everything that you said he was. And Bernice said he was, but also, um, at the time that he was, you you and I heard Spike Lee talk mm-hmm. recently, and he made the statement that I thought was very true, knowing what I know about King, is that his career has been very whitewashed. Oh, absolutely. And so we remember him as the guy marching on Washington saying blacks and whites should be able to have the same rights. Mm-hmm. And we forget about how people on all sides, white and black, conservative and liberal, really distanced themselves from him mm-hmm. toward the later part of his career. Because he, he, was, he was radicalizing, like significantly more than mm-hmm. he was anti-war mm-hmm. vietnam war he said this is a bad idea this is morally he bad. wasn't incorrect <laughs> no yeah correct and he also um very anti um assault rifles guns mm-hmm. there's any sort of violence in that way um, he, he was, was all about eradicating poverty poverty i was about mm-hmm. to say for the homeless population he was all about bringing people up to a place of a living wage yeah and he was all about health care reform mm-hmm. considering like wanting people that healthcare was not something that yeah. was normal, was inhumane, were, were things that he said. Bottom line, the conservative uh, side of government thought he was a communist, mm-hmm. just a straight up socialist. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, by his definition, he was mm-hmm. um, more doing, doing more for the poor and yeah. doing more to help your everyday person. And so, yeah, if he were still alive today, think about this. Jesse Jackson was next to... Martin Luther King when they were on the balcony mm-hmm. in Memphis. Yeah. Next he to talked his about dead body. Yeah. Uh, is Jesse Jackson a well-respected political figure today? Mm-mm. No, he's kind of a joke. Yeah. Within the black community, even. Yeah, and, Jesse, and in Chicago. And Jesse Jackson had multiple kids by other women, mm-hmm. not his wife. Martin Luther King, we know about his, his, you know, his transgressions outside of his marriage. Mm-hmm. And so today, I shudder to think, had he not been assassinated when he did, if MLK was still alive today, knowing what we know about him and how tenuous his relationships were Mm -hmm. politically at the time of his death, would he have a statue in Washington? Would we have a national holiday? Mm -hmm. Because there ain't no Jesse Jackson day and he's still alive. Um, I think MLK's passing happened at the right time for him to be canonized as an American saint, um, a patriot. And so to have a monument in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. of a non-president. Yeah. So for, I mean, to have a day that of that is honored in the nation yeah. for a non-president, you know. So, so I would love for people to back off the whole like we love him. He was so great for importance. It's like look at his whole portfolio. Mm-hmm. Do you really love him as much as your your words say? Do your values align with his values? Probably not. Yeah. Um, VP, our VP. Um, the other evil guy, I guess, um, in 45's mm-hmm. uh, world, uh, was talking about how he was a great... Everything that he wrote was about his of MLK's faith, not necessarily his political yeah. practice. Um, and people felt some kind of way about his faith practice as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't liberal enough, or it wasn't conservative enough, or... That's always going to be the case, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay, cool, you know? And, like... And just picking and choosing what you appreciate someone for mm-hmm. um, and not seeing their faults and not seeing the or just not seeing their whole portfolio, like you mentioned, is is problematic and know who he is completely. 
you know, and, yeah. and sit in your sit in your guck that you that you're not like mindful of, like as a pr- people who are mind Wrigley, bro, can you relax? No, <laughs> he's like, no, I won't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have other thoughts on him? Okay, no, I have enough. The other guy on the other side of that polarity mm-hmm. of peace and love that everyone demonizes is the Malcolm X of oh, that yeah, conversation. No. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to bring him up, but I'm mo- glad you did. Okay, most people kids in America consider him to be a deviant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but pe- didn't they like kind of switch towards the end? They did. Like, s- they, the- like they like met and then they're like, all right, so I'm going to continue going the way you were at and you're going to, you're going to, okay, we're you good? Switch? We're good? Oh, okay, all right, cool. cool. <laughs> and, and I thought that was cool. If you've ever, my favorite book of all time and I think a lot of people, if you I've heard this from many people. Is the autobiography of Malcolm X? As it was really awesome to read that yeah. and seeing him change I in t- the book. Yeah, people. Have, I was in an interview where they asked me, "Who is your, who's a role model for you, or mm-hmm. who is, who is the example? Oh, who exemplifies leadership to you?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Malcolm X." <gasps> And Did, oh, I was doing interviewing with two white people too, oh, two white men. You, so I was like, "Yo, Malcolm X, <laughs> you know, you, you want to ask me why? You want to <laughs> ask me why, please?" And they <laughs> they dug it because I mean, straight up, this guy's life was coming from poverty, coming from nothing, mm-hmm. living uh, a less than righteous path to start as a youth, mm-hmm. ended up in incarceration, changed his life, reformed, and said, "You know what? I've been down the wrong." path i'm going to change directions radically mm-hmm. and go with the nation of islam which is right. a higher calling he aligns himself with values that are more consistent toward uh community and betterment of culture yep. and then along that path some of the, there are a lot of issues problematically with the nation of islam sure especially at that time of its birth mm-hmm. and when he started to notice the their shit stank too mm-hmm. he Pulled away from a most, group. Most boom booms do. Yeah. As a leader <laughs> in that group, he said, I got to pull back mm-hmm. and I'm going to be a loner for a while. So he had to go off on his own mm-hmm. and just be a solo leader of mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And he changed his performance. Some people went with him after he made the move toward a more orthodox Islam. Mm-hmm. He grew a beard mm-hmm. out. And, you know, he went to pilgrimage in, in Mecca and... He, this is not a spoiler, by the way. You can yeah. watch the movie. or the, Most people know his story. Yeah. So anyone listening. but I've never watched the movie. Oh, so good. Denzel's so good. Uh, duh. But he, uh, <laughs> he definitely... So he comes away from the pilgrimage and says, you know what? My white brothers are actually... There are some people down for the cause. Right. I need to be more inclusive. And yeah, okay, I'm going to start doing things different. So when he got assassinated in Harlem yeah. uh, years later... I just uh, wish more people had recognized the good that he did in his lifetime to try to liberate black people in this country from political, economic, and physical slavery yeah, and incarceration and just try to pick people up in a way that was um, noble. Right. And so, yeah, I, I, for me, I still try to recognize him every year. When I think about MLK, mm-hmm. I think about Malcolm X, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're like, I think you need both of them around. Like, you need both of those. You need moments, to, like, of yelling and being like, what the F? Mm-hmm. And you also need diplomacy and you need... Mm-hmm to play the game and so that people will listen. Yeah, I mm. think that's what needs to happen, right? And so um, 
it's just it's just an interesting time that we're living in because we are now seeing so much more and more of the violence that's happening to black and brown bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're hearing about it. We're seeing it. We're starting to get at least for me, I'm starting to get desensitized to it. I'm just kind of like, sure, another cop killed another, you know, mm-hmm. another black or brown body, or like, oh, there's another gun violence. Sure, mm-hmm. been dealing with forever, you know, like, but it's a it's a problem, and that we're we are being that way, you know. Yeah. You have to keep putting people's faces to it, mm-hmm. right? Because it's annoying for us to bring it to people's attention. Right. This happened. Right. Did you know this guy got killed for holding a fake uh, shower rod gun? Yeah. And he had mental uh, health issues. Health issues he that was bipolar, were, yeah. yeah. And people just completely ignored that mm-hmm. and, and slayed this guy. More information is to come out, but right. like essentially, we have an unarmed man who is who is out playing pretend. Right. And why did he lose his life? And that's just right. a, a statement around a lot of things, policing and mental health. But mm-hmm. still, people might get aggravated with, "Why are you bringing this up? Why are you such a downer? Why are you because?" Right. Or like it, you know, people were saying he had a gun. Like, of course that makes <clears> sense. The police shot and like. I get it, but are we now shooting to kill? Like, yeah, Stefan Clark may have done some sort of misdemeanor, so does that mean he deserves to die? Right. Like, <clears throat> if you steal a car and the car is just, I don't know Stefan's full story, but right. like in instances where I've seen people shot at uh, or read about them shot at by officers for misdemeanors of theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not even shoplifting. Shoplifting. Yeah. And why are we drawing weapons and shooting at people? Right. Are we not Oh, there's a anyway we could do another topic around um, policing another day mm-hmm. I have thoughts around that but I didn't finish my thought on Malcolm X now okay. that I think about it in case someone's listening like that was a terrible answer to that interview question yeah. oh, so I tied it back together to say a leader knows when to admit they're wrong mm-hmm. even if you've lived your whole life around some kind of mm-hmm. ideology right Malcolm X changed his life three times yeah um and said the direction I'm going is not correct and I'm gonna turn around whether people are with me or not I'm, stuck to his his guns. values, yeah. yeah. Stuck and when to his values. When your values change and your actions are not in alignment, a leader knows when to uh, set course in a different direction. Absolutely. So that was that was my I got the job offer, suckers. It wasn't with us though. So. No, it was not this. One. I was I was just saying, like it wasn't with the <laughs> was job a, that you have a, currently. It was a different one, <laughs> and which I liked very much. But yeah, yeah, here I am. Here, here you are, in New York City. Um. So I think the only thing I wanted to discuss and it was is about masculinity because mm-hmm. you know as as a person with a vagina in the group i feel like i'm equipped to talk about it right uh go slow in your lane i'll tell you <laughs> when you're when you're out of bounds here uh, all right so um so the, the reason why i thought about this is because so you know i'm on social media quite often you know, looking mm-hmm. at people's comments, you know, going mm-hmm. to the shade room, baller alert, e-news, right. you know, TMZ, whatever. I just, that's, I get my news. Thanks, Instagram. Right, nice. It's problematic, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I will own up to the smell of my boom boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, there was this, um, let, me, let me just pull this up so that I have it. Um, so Safari, uh, who was formerly... Uh, Nicki Minaj's long-time boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now. Um, He's currently in Love and Hip Hop, I believe. I think Love and Hip Hop New York, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And he infamously had his pictures leaked of his schwang. um, His pork sword? Yeah, his his (laughs) ding-dong. His His Arizona tea can (laughs) shapes. 
Penis? <laughs> it's uh, big. <laughs> That's all I, I have haven't to say. seen it. Um, but, but I think I told you, I'm like, it's massive. It's, uh, all right. And, of co- and of course, it's, you know, women and men all over the world mm-hmm. were thirsty as hell on it. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so Safari has been known to be uh, like, you know, Safari Safari is kind of like they, some people joke about him. You know, they they kind of uh, make fun of him because, you know, he was always that like bad guy for Nikki and like kind of called him a punk or like, you know, quote unquote a pussy or mm-hmm. whatever. And he's now like he's more on the main stage now because of love and hip hop and you know his dick pic that kind of came out all over the world yeah. um and so he was um at an interview with angie martinez the radio show and they were recording it angie yeah she's it, also in brown sugar angie martinez mm-hmm. oh that's right mm-hmm. i totally forgot about that i won't spoiler alert it I absolutely forgot about that. She was in Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you know, we, we like to go full circle here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sitting in, you know, the the radio show room mm-hmm. uh, across from Angie. And Angie's like, what's going on? And like, what's up? What's going on? Uh, kind of just like the beginning of the interview. And Safari's like, you know, I just got robbed at gunpoint and starts getting really emotional and tears up a bit and like chokes mm. up. And Angie's like, wait, what? And like, like right now? Like he's like, yeah, like a couple hours ago. Um, and it was one of those things where uh, I was just like, wow, that's that sucks. Like to be run at gu- to be to be robbed at gunpoint. Like he got his like chains and bracelets and stuff stolen. Like whatever he had on himself, like was stolen. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess he didn't have his bodyguards or whatever with him. Mm-hmm. So I, like normally I see this and I'm just like, oh, that sucks, and I keep it moving. But of course the video was like reposted a couple of times by various sources and just the comment section of people saying the most vile things about this man who went through a really traumatic experience. Like what do they say? And they're saying things like they're saying things like, Oh, what a punk ass pussy, you know, this oh. N word, like uh, him and all his feelings and like always oh he always has a sob story. He always is crying about something. And I'm just sitting there like Oh my god. Why can't he cry about this? Oh my god. He almost like and I didn't realize this, but he had a family member robbed at gunpoint and killed at gunpoint not too long ago. So he's also like dealing with that this could really have happened to him. He could have actually died. And so my and I, I see this a lot in men, but specifically men of color in the black communities, mm. uh, even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it in the Indian community, like be be a man, don't cry about shit, you know, yeah. like like ugh. and I'm just like, what how this is the most legitimate reason to cry. Mm. Like you could have died. Mm. This man could have died. Why why is it why can't this man cry? Leave him alone. I get that you think he's corny, mm. that you like he's kind of weird or whatever. Like, fine, have your opinions about him. Mm. But like if someone loses a family member or goes through a traumatic experience, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you're a pussy. Mm-hmm. Like you you know like what what kind of nonsense and it's it, dumb. and oftentimes come and it seemed like it was coming from a lot of other men yeah. men of color oh yeah i saw it also coming from some women um and i'm i just like Jeez. looked at that i'm just like the fragility of like masculine like male fragility is real um but it also even more so this like toxicity of men not having feelings like i know uh, you're a person that doesn't have feelings no um no, no, no. very rarely but like 
you're allowed to if you wanted to. Yeah. You know, like if you had a bad day and you just wanted to cry it out, do uh-huh. it, dude. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. If someone hurt you and you wanted to cry it out, do that and know that I'll kill yeah. them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, that's just that, how it works. That escalated. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't understand, like, and I don't, and as a person, like, I'm a girl, right? So I'm allowed to have feelings, I'm allowed to cry. And if I socially, do that, it's socially, I'm, yeah. I'm ex- it's acceptable for me. And so, yeah. and it's also, I've also noticed when I don't cry, people think I'm not emoting correctly in certain situations, which it's is also so like, it's such a, like, I don't, I face it on the other side where mm-hmm. people are like, why aren't you crying? Like, why aren't you upset? I'm just like, because I process grief or I process this mm-hmm. differently than you. And that's okay. Right. I'm allowed to do that. You know? Ugh. Anyway. So user, is there a user manual for trauma? Like, is that what we're I think that's to what follow? we're trying to say. I think that's what people are trying to say. If you're a man, especially if you're a man of color, you're a black man, you're supposed to be this rapper, right. you know, doing these things, you should be a man, like, you know, stop having all these sob stories. You're allowed to have a sob story if you wanted to. God, it's so... Um, everything that you're saying makes sense to me, and I'm just so disgusted to hear people say things like that. And I always wonder... For me, it says someone has a lack of empathy where they can't project themselves into the same situation mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to, okay, if I were robbed at gun, gunpoint and someone held up a weapon to my face where <coughs> right now the choice of whether or not I live or die is in someone else's hands Yeah. over what's in my pocket. Yeah. Like literally we're talking about the value of my life versus what's on right. my body right now. Right. Two hours later, I got to do a radio show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to probably have some feelings about that. Right. And for people not to... I would have... I might actually listen to that um, interview because for me... He like... he He's not like full out bawling, but you mm-hmm. hear him choking up and, yeah. you, and you see some tears, but then he like... He's like... And then he's like, and this happened and like, this is how it happened and like, they put me to the ground and like, they yeah. had the gun in the back of my oh neck. Oh my God. And, like, like... You know... That's, I, that's actually scary. I was just, I would listen to that interview just to be um, connected to his... his Spirit, so to speak, at that moment. Yeah, I think what this reminds me of. I was trying to think as you, as you were talking. It reminded me of being in the barbershop as a kid, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about how that's. Looking back years now, I'm trying to think how many times, I and I would go with my dad, mm-hmm. and so there's a mix of age ranges, but all black men, mm-hmm. except for one of the hairdressers was um, a black woman. I was gonna say it's always one. Oh yeah, Roz. Yeah. She was she was great. Um so She's probably doing braids in the back. Uh was she doing cornrows in the back? She do I don't remember. Um this was in high school I would go. Okay. But she anyway, they were cutting hair day in and day out. It was Henry, Roz, and Randy. Henry was there most of the time, but sometimes there's another guy who filled in for him. Mm-hmm. But uh they were just cutting hair, but we would have that space to talk and I'm trying to remember how many times guys went into... It was very easy to talk about sports. Right. Masculine things. Uh, being Dirt, tough. Trucks. Cars. We didn't talk about that. Oh, cars, yes. Um, <laughs> talk about music. Talk right. about music, like old music especially. New right. music and the contrast between... Right. I remember when old someone... Old school, new school. When yeah. someone started playing juvenile, um, back that ass up yeah. in the barbershop for the first time <laughs> and everyone was like, what the hell is this music? And There's always that one like older barbershop like, yeah. like barber who's just like, back in my day. <laughs> we didn't listen to them. What the hell is this? And I only know this because I've been to barbershops. I'm not, I'm I not know, trying to appropriate. You told me. You told me. I I know your some of your experiences. They uh, at least the one. 
<laughs> Still can't believe that. So, God. But uh, that's another example of masculinity. We'll talk about that off mic. But, um, the, but I'm trying to remember the times where people actually came and talked about heavy stuff because that was a counseling space because in right. the black community mm-hmm. we don't talk about mental wellness like that right. mental health and counseling's kind of a stigmatized thing oh something's wrong with your brain are you you catching feelings like right. about stuff about life why right. aren't you toughen up and that's what some people turned to alcohol for some mm-hmm. people just like pretended they were tough and so there's a masculine facade sure and really if you don't know how to talk about how you're feeling that's kind of an expression of your emotional insecurity, stunted emotional growth yeah. kind of thing. So you got to open up to flex that muscle of empathy. And I'm trying to remember now, and I, I seem to remember there were times where guys were talking about something very comfortable and sure. it led into a path where someone else would say something that was heavy on their heart. Mm. And it just kind of dovetailed into it. Sure. And there were, I remember moments of silence in the barbershop where guys didn't know how to respond. Yeah. And even some guys might just get up and pretend like they had a phone call and they step outside. (laughs) (laughs) But some guys would stay there. Avoid, avoid, avoid. But I remember guys definitely making an effort when sitting there with another brother in in the barbershop saying like, yeah, trying to relate. Right. And But in a way that didn't seem like, you know, very hand-holding, like, touching someone's elbow and saying, like, hey, it's I'm okay. here for yeah. you. Me too. Like, right. I understand. It wasn't that kind of brotherhood. You had to be somewhat, like, man, I know that happened to my sister, too, and mm-hmm. they're still dealing with X, Y, and Z, right. and it's lasted for years, and the trauma. Yeah, and it's really hard when someone passes away, you know, because you think they're going to be okay, right? and then they're not. It's like... Yeah, man. I know. You know, so it's just that catharsis of sharing stories Mm -hmm. and being able to relate to experiences. Um, So, but we never treated it like therapy, but it was definitely, oh, I remember there was some people who would be there just for the community and the camaraderie. Red Red has no hair, has been bald for years, (laughs) but he just comes. Brother's there there every day. Yeah, he's like talking shit. And then when it it gets serious, he's also in there for those conversations too. That's his space. Right. Um, so for me, I mean, Safari's experience is definitely not unique to just him. People get held up at gunpoint every mm-hmm. day in this country. Yep. And it's a scary thing that you should be able to talk about without people um, who are... I don't, I don't want to say emotionally dormant, mm-hmm. but they lack the ability to reflect. And I think that stems from cultural and educational backgrounds well i mean i'm thinking about like relationships that i've had with men um that were serious enough that like we got to emotional things and how many of them and all all the men i've dated have been men of color except for one Mm -hmm. and even one it, it was that was like a couple of dates like most of the men that i date are men of color that there was this this reluctancy to talk about feelings or or like mm-hmm. not knowing how to talk about feelings and which I was like I'm not going to push you to do something you don't want to do like you know but like if this is about like our relationship I want us to have a conversation about it right. um and just like there was only one person that I that I have dated that was like emotionally like very self-aware of mm-hmm. what he and he also knew when he could and couldn't 
like be emotional like he knew he couldn't do certain things in front of his like dad because of uh, how his dad reacted to yeah you know things and um which which is problematic too he's like i know it's problematic but i also know like for my mental health and safety i just don't i just don't mm-hmm. react in certain ways when my dad's around because it's just not like i just can't teach him mm. different at this point mm. you know um and others who were just like who may have may, may have been dealing with like depressive episodes or having a tough time in their life and i'm just like you know let's talk about it have you thought about therapy have you all and it's like i'm fine there's nothing wrong with me and i'm just like <laughs> i my brain is perfect <laughs> like okay i can't help you i, I can't have, help you if you don't want to help yourself i have suffered no emotional transgressions <laughs> over my time no no you're not hurting my feelings now either even I've, though i'm feeling all the things right now <laughs> oh my gosh we're um, so silly as it, human beings as, right, as a no. race yeah and beings, it's yeah. just like and then you know, I, I know, like, I have an aunt who, like, my little cousin was kind of going through something and uh, just some bullying in, in school. And, like, I was, and he, like, while talking to me about what he was going through, just, he just started crying. And he's not a crying kid. He's, like, a very happy kid. And he started, like, crying. And he's like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'll try to be strong. I'm like, no, no, you, it's mm, a, like, you can cry. And, of course, he's crying and it's, like, making me cry because I just want to beat up every single kid who's ever, like, made fun of him. Right. Um, but not you know it's okay you can cry just tell me your tell me their names yeah that's okay because i'll kill them i won't do anything with them i promise (laughs) i promise and then like next day i'm like arrested for like just beating the crap out of you know some some little kid um and i remember his mom being like no you need to be a strong boy you need to like you know boys don't cry and i'm just like and i remember looking at her just like he can cry if he wants to and like there's nothing wrong with that and like we're teaching at such a young age like he was like apologizing for crying he's like i don't know why i'm crying like you're crying because you're hurt Mm -hmm. and it's okay and no one's asked you how you've been feeling and the one time someone asked you Mm -hmm. it just overflowed and i mean i call him all the time now and he's like chichi and like you know talking about his life because i know that like it might not have happened for him Mm -hmm. you know otherwise i don't know it just makes me sad that even is the case for it again regardless of how corny you think safari is he still didn't deserve for that to happen and he deserves to have a moment to have an emotional feeling i appreciate him just being himself in that moment yeah um there it but before we we slide into the next Mm -hmm. whatever we're going to talk about the uh i'm coming it's coming to memory this interview on it might have been the it was the breakfast club mm-hmm. with t boz mm-hmm. from tlc and it was after the group had already disbanded yeah. and everything um someone in my facebook community posted this and it was t boz going off about mm-hmm. not being able to find a man for herself mm-hmm. that was man enough mm-hmm. to handle her mm-hmm. and uh this it was a black man. That could man. mean a lot of things. It can, but she she went pretty deep. Mm. And um, not, I mean, T. Boz has said problematic things in the in, so even recently. Problematic. He so. he said um, that my my um, there's a black man posting about this, mm-hmm. and she just went into the Breakfast Club saying, "I can't find a man to satisfy me, mm-hmm. to handle me, and you were going to be in a relationship, and what you're going to be all." Soft. I can't be the the man in this relationship. You gotta toughen up. You gotta blah 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 to handle me. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. you know, dim my light for for you. And you know if you can't take 
uh, directness, if you can't take truth, if you can't take honesty, then you're just not man enough for me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting here thinking, girl. It's a you problem. That's a lot of therapy we're talking about right right now. Like, you need to go work some stuff out. Right. Because she went on to basically say, you know, being uh, feminine is weak. Wow. And I was like, yo, when you, that is such a, on the other side of masculinity is a problem with feminism. Mm -hmm. And people associate femininity with weakness. Mm -hmm. And when you, for me, when I, made the connection between femininity and strength mm-hmm. that was when the the ba- the scales balanced mm-hmm. and i realized like oh masculinity and femininity are both strong attributes when used properly yeah and and so for t-boss to kind of negate mm-hmm. her femininity for a more masculine approach and she fed into the toxic mm-hmm. masculinity mm-hmm. my I, for i was a little worried when i first clicked on the link because mm-hmm. i was like okay black brother posting this about a black woman be careful out there because right gonna, and he he was like girl you need to go to therapy because you're like damaging yourself right internally and hurting your relationships externally right and everything that he said i completely agreed with and he didn't catch any flack from anyone it was just basically saying in the black community was it charlamagne that talked to her about it yeah or did so. you that's, I think so. That's weird because Charlemagne says stupid stuff all the time. Yeah, no, he was. I didn't hear <laughs> I'm like, a word. DJ Envy and Charlemagne are both dumb. I don't know. <laughs> hey, she, she just talked the whole time by herself right. in the clip that I saw. But um, it would, what it spoke to is just this stigmatization of of therapy mm-hmm. from the black community as it being um, a weak move. And I just anyway for for that this comes to mind in thinking we need to. With the whole genderizing of human beings, mm-hmm. we need to be careful about how we assign attributes yeah. to men and women and just people in general, you know, gender nonconforming. Right. And, like, for me, like, I, I've, I've, I've even said, like, I want a man. Like, I, w- I want a man. But when I say that, I know that it can be construed in many different ways. So I'm like, I want someone who has a mind of their own, who, you know, isn't afraid to challenge me but also isn't afraid to be vulnerable with me as mm-hmm. well. You know, like that's what a man is in my in my eyes, right? But also recognizing as you said, like gender is gender is construct is not a real thing anyway. It's it's culturally constructed, right? Yeah. And so like I just want to be with someone who be with a person who is, you know, like yes, I'm attracted to men mm-hmm. and being a man doesn't mean you have to be manly. It just means you have like I want a man who is who is secure with who they are yeah. and to be with, and that's, I think that's where a lot of this plays mm. into the insecurity of who you are. Okay. Cause you, cause even yesterday Ugh. when we were talking, I was just like, how many times Ugh. I was, I was going through old pictures of myself. I'm like, how many times did people's insecurities were put on me? Yeah. Like, you're not pretty enough. You're not this, you're not that. And it's just like, I look at those pictures of myself. I'm like, I was gorgeous and I was a good kid and I was cute and all these different things. That threw me through a loop. Right. But like, just thinking about like, what are the things that when we criticize people are, what are, are what of ourselves are we putting on them Mm -hmm. and our own junk that we're putting on them? And how about we just, uh, mind our business Mm. (laughs) as, uh, mind your business. Um, and keep and like speak goodness to people, not, not garbage and junk. Mm. I don't know. It could be. It could. It could do a world of difference. Mm, so if someone's be. crying, don't call them a punk ass or a pussy. You know, call them. You know, like, wow, you're hurt. Yeah. I hope you're okay. I'm. I'm sending you love. Mm. 
Oh God, this seems so simple. It just it's seems really so not hard. simple, <laughs> it's really and it does worlds of good. <laughs> it's not hard. Ah. I mean, hey, we've we've got. It's not as bad as it used to be. Sure, we've gotten better with time, but we still have. You and I will be dead long before. Yeah. We get a uh, a shift of ninety nine percent of this country buying into the model you're proposing. Yeah. Uh, but I just would love to see a glimpse of the future. Yeah. Of people treating each other with decency and yeah. kindness. Yeah. It just it would just do a world of good. Oh God. World of good. I don't got anything else. Do you got anything? No, I I could rant more on this subject, sure. but I'm hold. I, we didn't go into. Um, Sexuality. In oh this. gosh! But I was like, that's 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 another that's, that's another day. But you know what? <laughs> I, I think I, I think the I think the old, I think the baseline is let's be kinder to one another. Yeah. And like when you see a fellow human mm-hmm. feeling pain, that is legitimate to them. So g- show them love and support instead of being an asshole. How about that? Yeah. Yes. Agree in all things except for. Um, people who pout at lesser things, being held up at a gun mm-hmm. at, at gunpoint—that's sick. Legit. Come on, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. Someone who on board game night insists on being right—that <laughs> person can go eat it. Like, <laughs> okay, contextually figure things out and then respond appropriately. Right. I mean, that person, <laughs> that? that person who insists that they did not cheat at Taboo, because like... Did you have a similar experience oh, recently? Oh, yeah. No, not recently, but I, I had like, a friend. I had a friend, we were playing game night, uh-huh. and he was like, all in his feelings because we all accused him of cheating because he was making noises uh-huh. in Taboo. Right, when you make, you're not supposed to You do don't that. verbalize anything, but yeah. you made, I didn't say words. Like, you were making noises <laughs> that give away everything and uh he was like no you guys are... like listen you a liar listen <laughs> you got stuff that you need to work out and being right isn't always right so, like... <laughs> oh, all but, right anyway. so let's keep it moving and talk about some ball all right all right all right time to talk some ball yeah. um we finished March, and March was mad. Yeah. It was madness. Do we want to just, the big reveal, who won the college hoops tournament? Uh, Villanova, the Wildcats, I believe that's what they're... Very cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, the the Cinderella story of the Loyola Ramblers, my Loyola Rambler, mm-hmm. Ramblers and Sister Jean, they made it to the Final Four and did really well. That's amazing. That's they, amazing. Yeah, the fact that they made it to the Final Four is it, just... Like I, I'm still like, mm-hmm. it still gets me like emotional. They were and one up. game away from the championship. Yeah, that's incredible. And the and honestly, for a while during that game with against Michigan, I thought they were gonna win because they were leading for a good chunk of it, mm-hmm. and it, they just kind of choked in the end. Mm-hmm. And just they had multiple turnovers that were just like stupid mistakes you know like you just i think it was nerves i think it's a lot of things so super sad but it was great it was such a great story i know the campus needed it that campus was Mm. going through some stiff Mm. it was really great to see sister jean being um put up in the pedestal that she deserves like you know how when you hear about people you're like oh i wonder if they're really as wonderful as the media puts them out to be Mm -hmm. she actually is she's just like the most lovely person sister jean sister jean um but congrats to my ramblers super proud of you i'm excited to visit campus this weekend and 
show some Loyola love. but nice. And congrats to Villanova because there was a Michigan fan mm-hmm. who... Um, on national TV, you you heard you uh, saw his mouth say "fuck Sister Jean," no. um, which I was like, the woman is ninety eight years old, and this is just a basketball game. Like you she's need ninety eight. She's ninety eight. Whoa. She's 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 kind of a boss. All right. I'm just saying, um, and she's been their chaplain for years, mm-hmm. not like a couple of years, like I think like double digit years. Yeah. Um, I think oh maybe twenty. Uh, or so. Wait, she, chaplain for the basketball team. The basketball team has its own chaplain. Mm-hmm. You just it's do like prayers school. before mm-hmm. the game. Oh, okay. And she counsels them and things like that too. Oh. They all love him. They all love her. Like, yeah. I mean, all of campus loves her. Like yeah. when I was on campus, we were like big, big fans of her. Oh wow! And um, I think it was my year. They did the my last year. They did the bobbleheads of Sister Jean. So mm-hmm. I had a bo- I have a Sister Jean bobblehead, which is like being sold for like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Nice. Um, and they're doing a new version of it, which I clearly pre ordered. Obviously, yeah. Um, I'm gonna do that. Um, and uh, she also has customized Nike kicks that no. are maroon and gold, and and one foot oh. says sister, and the other foot says Jean. Oh, in the back it is like God. so dope she's, she's that's amazing she's and she's just a wonderful human that's truly transcendent yes like, whoa she, yeah how many people can say i have my own nikes yeah Her, she has sister jean nikes and mm. i remember when she got in all of us were like sister jean these are so dope mm-hmm. and she's like really you like them <laughs> it was cute like she's she's adorable Aww. she's lovely but uh, other than march madness um there's you know we are a week away a week and a day away, week and two days away from the playoffs starting. This playoff start on my birthday, mm-hmm. April fifteenth. Yeah. Also tax day. Get your taxes done. Be Make an adult. Sure. Get on it. Uh, get your refund. Hopefully, because some people don't get refunds. I, yeah, because <laughs> that's real. I can't wait for the day I don't get a refund. That means I'm making enough money that. Oh, I, I was about to say I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I like my refund now, but I love to make more money. So yeah, so that's I true. Can... That's true. My refund was small this year. Smaller. Big things come in small packages. You're right. I mean, me, duh. Yeah. Five, five, two, and three quarters. Adorable. Um, but uh, the playoffs are starting and. People have clinched uh, their place in the playoffs. I think. Yeah. Well. Well, in except the east. in the east. Uh, are you sure? Because um, don't we have a Cleveland Boston uh, Cleveland 76ers game today? We do, but they're all in the playoffs still. I know, but like their standing may change. No, that can always change. Yeah, that can still change. Yeah, and and so thus they're like who they play may could yes. be affected. Yes. Um so what are the standings? Where are we at? Let's talk let's do East first. East first is uh the top four seeds mm-hmm. respectively are Toronto, Boston, Cleveland, and Philadelphia. Surprise. Toronto. In there? Uh, yeah, I was I was surprised. not expecting Toronto. Like, when we were talking no. about the standings, we were not talking about Toronto. At the beginning of the year, I was definitely not. I'm even less... Uh, I'm even more surprised that they are leading with 56 wins, mm-hmm. which is really, really good. Yeah. And they're ahead of Boston and Cleveland. Yeah. It just blows my mind because it's such a quiet team mm-hmm. to be as dominant as they have but they been. But got, they got Drizzy. It's Drake. That's what it is? It's Drake and the dream that I had with Drake proposing to me. That's really what it is. You all don't know this. You're all sleeping on Toronto. They're going to win it all. There's a rumor <laughs> that um, the coach doesn't even write their own plays. They have a ghostwriter. <laughs> was that good for you? That was, was so that good. Okay? That, that, like, ooh. Yeah. That was, that, I felt that on my inside. There you go. <laughs> 
If you didn't catch that, that's okay. Uh, it's okay. Google it. <laughs> Google Ghost Rider and Drake. <laughs> uh, but, and it's very close. So the 76ers are the surprise out of that for me. For them to be terrible for the last... Terrible for the last eight years <laughs> to right. now be fourth. All right, Charles Barkley. <laughs> to now be fourth. I and, know. And they are game by game, a yeah. half game behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. That's why, like, this game tonight mm-hmm. is going to be really fun. It's going to be enjoyable. I really hope my plane lets me watch it. Yeah, I hope so, too, for your sake. Because. Ooh. Dang, man. This, te- this, if this 76ers team goes into the three seed ahead of Cleveland. LeBron. I'm sorry, ahead of LeBron. Ahead of LeBron, Continue. yes. <laughs> LeBron's going to have... I wonder what his feelings are going to be on the inside. You know, I think he'd be okay with it. I mean, like, he's not going to like it. Right. But he, he has always been and continues to be a champion of the young yeah. of the young players and wanting them to strive. Like, That's And by right. young players, not even just in the NBA, but even, like, his his kids' league. Like, right. you know, like, he's... Right. He, he looks at this as, like, more than just... Like, of course, he wants to win. He wants to win championships. And... Let's be real. He is one of the greats. I said one I'm not of. I'm saying anything. I know. I'm saying. I always bring it up, and uh-huh. it always hurts my feelings when I bring it up myself because yeah. yeah. I like is a self. He knows this is no reflection of him. No, I, I mean, right. if anything, like people are comparing <clears throat> Ben Simmons to him. Like, right. I'm sorry if someone compared Ben Simmons to me, I'd be like, that's cool. Like, well, he's I'm, prob- okay. he's I'm prob- cool with that. He's probably like, yeah, I, you could make that comparison. If Ben Simmons scored, you know, 15 mm. more points a game, right. Maybe a couple more assists. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. He's a fair comparison. I mean, he has a healthy dose of, like, confidence. I'm not worried. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. if anything, it's going to give him the hunger to want to crush him when the playoffs do come. Oh, yeah, I have a chip on both shoulders, I think. Yeah. He'll be good. Yeah. He'll be good to go. Like, I have something to prove and I have nothing to lose. Yeah, so I'm just absolutely. Gonna it. And it would be great for Philadelphia. I mean, mm-hmm. the way that Chuck said it, Chuck meaning Charles Barkley, mm-hmm. said the four, uh the 49ers. That's the football. Yeah. The Eagles, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh. The Eagles. Mm-hmm. Sorry. My my brain is on. No, the okay. Eagles won the Super Bowl. Mhm. Villanova from Philly won the NCAA championship. I see a trend. And Chuck thinks that the 76ers are going to take it. So, Sports City of the Year. Sports City of the Year Philly. I don't Wait, know. If, he thinks they're going to take what? Yeah, Chuck said, Chuck. You know, take terrible. What? Terrible Chuck. Tur- is Ernie is terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> I love. Chuck, I just you, love when Chuck really talks. Chuck. I'm just like he's so silly. Um, he really. He's like it, it means Philadelphia. I don't know if he. I think he. He may have meant it flippantly, but like he thinks that yeah. the 76ers. Because he used to be a 76er. That's yeah, I all. Get that is. I get it. I get it. The the bottom four seeds in the playoff standing for the East are respectively the Pacers at five, then the Heat, then the Washington Wizards, then the Milwaukee Bucks. The, I'm excited for the Bucks. I am excited for that franchise to Why? be in the playoffs. Giannis. I'm excited for Giannis. I'm excited for Eric Bledsoe. Oh, Do yeah. you think that team can compete with the Toronto Raptors in the first round? No. Lo- like long jump? No. If it was, if this was NCAA mm-hmm. one game, mm-hmm. pop probably. Like they could have a good game. Yeah. You know, but this is like. NBA playoffs, some people love it or hate it for it's best of seven, right? Mm-hmm. And so some people either, like some people are like, that's annoying, it's so long, the playoffs are forever. People like you and me are like, we love, love it. it. All the basketball, please, mm. thank you. Nine game series. Please, uh, yes, mm. I, I'll take it. I'll do 10. <laughs> let's do, let's best just... of 15. Uh, Brian, that's unnecessary. I don't, under, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, people like us love that. Other people are like, just keep it 
you know, one game, keep it moving, mm-hmm. you know? Because, I mean, that's what the Super Bowl is like, but baseball isn't like that. Right. Whatever. It takes 162 games. Yeah, right. it just takes a million games. Um, if it was one game, maybe, but the fact that they have to potentially do best of, you know, best of seven, mm-hmm. you know? You think... You I, never know, because, you know, if the Loyola Ramblers can make it the, as far as they have, who knows? Anything think, is possible. I think Miami can steal, or uh, Milwaukee can steal two games from them, mm-hmm. but they're not going to... I don't think the Raptors are as good as their record suggests, and the Bucks will steal two games from them, but the Bucks are also no Cinderella story themselves. No. That team needs... They're missing a critical piece to that team that they need to add in the off season. But Giannis and Eric will LeBron. do well. No, please, they might go for I mean, Paul George. I mean, Giannis did say that he was going to try to hopefully get on to LeBron's team just so that he could maybe potentially bring him to uh, the Bucks for during the All Star. He was that's when he was yeah. leading the like voting. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's called tampering, Giannis. Uh, <laughs> Magic knows about that. Yes, he does. Uh, anyway, uh, going into the Western Conference, top four seeds, nothing of surprise at the top. Uh, Houston Rockets still ahead, not even by a little bit. 64 and 15 is their record. 64 games, 15 losses, uh, 64 wins and 16 losses. 15 losses. Right. Behind them, the Golden State Warriors at the two seed, 57 and 22. That's a, that's seven a difference. Games. That's seven games ahead of... That's the, how numbers work. Comfortably ahead of the Golden State Warriors. They could right. phone it in for the rest of the year if they wanted to. Yep, they could. Um, but they but, won't. But D'Antoni says they're in a bad rhythm right now. They are. So you got to get your stuff together, The guys. The Western Conference that had some scuffles. Katie's feeling some kind of way, getting ejected and mouthing off. You know, Harden has done some things here and right. there. I mean, I'm into it. Everybody, it's just it's that pre-playoff. They're um, ready for it. They yeah. they want April 15th to happen. Their tensions are high. They really want April 15th to happen so they can party with me. I get it. I get it. Like, uh, you know. No, I'm I'm with you. You know, 100%. get it. I'm with it's you. all about me. That's why they, they want to get there. I 100 percent agree, <laughs> and I think they know that. You know, obviously, they're like Bri's birthday's that day. Let's get to that date already. If it was your birthday, I think we'd want to invite the three seed Portland Trailblazers so Dame Dollar would come through. Oh, and one thousand. I want to drop bars. I would want him there. Flames everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, Dropping dimes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the Trailblazers strong at three. Did not expect that this yeah. year. Yeah. I'm Jazz. really happy for that league, too. That that uh, franchise oh, yeah. as well. It's a great city, too. Yeah. Um, Utah Jazz at number four. So, surprise. Hey, yeah, I, they lost Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And we, we're still good. Right. Four seed. Mm-hmm. Home court advantage. Yeah. Right, you know. That's cool. Uh, behind them, surprisingly, San Antonio Spurs. Was not expecting that, but especially... Actually, I was expecting that. It's a tough year. Yeah. Um, a lot of injuries. Oklahoma City Thunder at six. Mm-hmm. It's not ex- working. The so. experiment's going a little, a little bit awry. Right. Um, and then New York... Uh, New York. New I was Orleans, like, <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans, 44-34. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves at the eight seed. Mm. And I'm t- right now, though? Right now, though? Mm-hmm. How are they at the eighth seed? Um, they have the exact same record as the Denver Nuggets. So the the Minnesota Bulls are only they're either going to be at eight uh-huh. or nine at the end of this. Oof. And Butler can't play back to back games. No, um, he's back, but he can't play back to back games for whatever reason. So so Denver might squeeze into the eighth seed, and Minnesota might be on the outside looking in. Ooh. It's this is I love this time of year. This is exciting. 
that's why I'm like I'm I'm really looking forward to tonight's game with Cleveland and um and the 76ers because I think that'll be exciting. Is Minnesota playing any games anytime? I mean, I'm sure they are. I just haven't uh, I'm sure they televised. Are. I mean, televised or not, I'll still They play the Lakers tonight on NBA TV. That should help. Actually, the Lakers are looking pretty good right now. Not playoff. They're not in the playoffs, playoff but in terms of promising, they're definitely looking But they might tank. They have... Um, they might purposely tank. No, Minnesota has no more games televised besides the NBA TV game tonight. Mm. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun things to look at. Yeah. But, I mean, you kind of spoke about it, about all the injuries. I think the biggest injury news this week, because there's a lot of people that have been injured, right? So uh, Cur- uh, Curry's injured, uh, Joel Embiid, Kawhi... Boogie, and of all of those people, I think Embiid and Curry are expected to come mm-hmm. back at mm-hmm. some point. Uh, Boogie, we know, is not coming back um, until probably next season. Right? Kawhi, probably. Who knows? Who knows? Kawhi, who knows? At, at this probably point, probably not. Yeah, but he's probably not going to come back this playoff mm-hmm. run. But those tensions in San Antonio, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, hey, they're still making the playoffs. I, but I think the biggest thing has been about your favorite player. And I will say one, of my, one of my top five. He's up there. You want to talk, talk about Kyrie? Kyrie Irving has uh, an infection in his knee, apparently. Yeah. I mean, he had the knee injury mm-hmm. that when he left Cleveland, people called him damaged goods there. Right. And so he was, you know, he had a chip in his shoulder. And, was, and then, of course... He lost his supposed right hand man uh, on Gordon the first Hayward. with Gordon Hayward yeah. on the first on the first first game of the season. First quarter. First quarter for like I think it was within the first five minutes. Yeah, it was very early on, mm. um, and he did really well. And I think it's his injury just got the best of him. And yeah, an infection is what I heard. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but he also had apparently when he had surgery done in Cleveland, he had a tension wire put into his knee and that's just scary to think about listening to it and the idea of I okay you're gonna go inside my knee and put in a wire to hold tension there so for three years and that was 2015 he had that put in so I wonder if there's that's an infection from that I think it might be that's kind of that's scary so you gotta take that sucker out and do what I don't know I'm not a medical professional but he's you know what they're hanging on is the hope that he comes back next year with all of his complete mental and physical faculties in order Gordon Hayward despite Gordon needs to wait till next year even though some people are saying oh Kyrie's out but will Gordon Hayward come back in to save the day and it's like folks he needs needs to come back when he's ready well he thinks he's ready but the coach has said no but medically if he's ready like come on yeah he thinks he's ready the coach is just telling him Gordon Gordon shut up you're not playing this year (laughs) shut up you know just just sit there Um, so the Boston Celtics without Kyrie surprisingly still very good but just not as much firepower. Yeah, I think people don't think they have a shot no, in hell. Don't. They don't. Um, oh, but do you think? Who do you think comes out of the East then? Because it was Boston. Everyone said Boston. Yeah. I mean, the who was going to give Cleveland their run for their money was like. I mean, originally the beginning of mm-hmm. the season, with no injuries involved mm-hmm. and people all intact, 
Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, it's going to be Cleveland and Boston. and Boston. That's going to, you know, this is before Toronto was in the mix. This is before the 76ers looked like the 76ers that they are. Mm-hmm. Even though I did predict that I thought that they would do well and make the playoffs. I did predict that. Well, yeah. Because I'm ingenious. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Or I just had a good lucky guess. Um, I I mean, Cleveland makes still makes the most sense to me. I agree. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see the 76ers do well or the Raptors do well or even the Celtics to do well. I'm not even like a Celtics fan. I'm a Kyrie fan, but mm-hmm. I'm not even going to see him play. But what is that team without Kyrie? Ugh, yeah, that's you know? tough. I feel for them because they had a great season. Yeah, with a lot of his leadership. And he's at every game, whether he's on the bench mm-hmm. or he's playing, you know. So um, he had a very sweet... Um, a very sweet uh, Instagram post that he posted on his Instagram, uh, Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. And um, like Kyrie form, it's very uh, intellectual, what he put, mm-hmm. put up there. Very like, it's very heady. It's mm-hmm. very like cerebral. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's just kind of like, I have to just take it, it I have to take it in stride and like we're gonna move on and Celtics show up like I'm excited to hear the fans roaring on you know in TD uh, TD Garden mm-hmm. um, I thought it was cool to see Isaiah Thomas former Celtic uh, mm. former Cavs player mm-hmm. uh, post minor setback fam the slow grind hashtag the slow grind so I thought it was like sweet for him to like it's a minor setback you got this um, for him to know that he was traded away you yeah. know, for this guy. Yeah. Um, that there isn't any... Um, but he, too, went through a hip surgery mm-hmm. that he had to nurse Yeah, back and from. now he's back. He's in uh, L.A. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. What do you think as far as the playoffs? What are your predictions? Do you think, Cle- you think Cleveland's going to... Who do you think is going to be in the finals in the Eastern Conference? Uh, I think it's going to... I was just looking at the standings, trying to decide if I thought Toronto was going to get knocked out in the second round. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't think they will be. Um... Toronto in the last couple games has proven they struggle with Cleveland. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Toronto and Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Yeah. It'll be fun. Like, it'll just be fun to see because when was the last time Toronto was ever in the finals? In the Eastern Conference? I think 2001. It was Vince Carter and Allen Iverson. Oh, oh. I think that was the wow. last time that, was that a long happened. Time ago. Oh, yeah, and that was fun, too. Yeah. But this is different because the, Vince and Allen played the same position. Right. This is Toronto has DeMar and Kyle, mm-hmm. who play the one and two. Right. But LeBron, K-Love play the three and four. Mm-hmm. There's no like, so head-to-head wonder, head matchups yeah. that I care unless about. They, unless they actually do match them up that way. I don't know why you would, but I I feel like... I I wouldn't, but... I would rather see someone like a... I want to see Cleveland and Philadelphia play. That, to me, is That would be way more fun. Absolutely. Philadelphia beat Cleveland last time they Mm -hmm. played. And and Cleveland made Toronto look pretty silly the last time they played. I'm not interested in that series. So I think Cleveland comes out of the East Mm -hmm. regardless, because LeBron James is your captain. Mm -hmm. And he'll just will it to... And Yeah, he will... (laughs) Literally everything. Will it into being. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've been on a tear, winning Mm -hmm. game after game recently. Yeah, this last game that they played yesterday was really fun. Yeah, I think they are finding ways to win, and their, their team chemistry's gotten better. They need to play defense, though. Because oh. they, because it's God. like defense. It's like they don't know what that word means. 
it's, their, their it's hard to watch. Their defense needs to show up. It's really hard to watch them play defense. I mean, a, I, good offense is like putting buckets up, but like it's also a good defense. They look like they get amnesia out there when they talk about defense. Like they're on the <laughs> other like, side what? of the ball and they're like holding out their hands to catch a pass from the other team. I'm like that's not the team you play for. No, nope. it's just I bless you. Thank you. That's anyway. And J.R. Smith needs to you know be the J.R. Smith who can put in buckets right on demand. Like, yep. hey, we need we need six points from behind the three point arc. Yeah, Jr. Get us two buckets. Like, I need that guy yeah. to show up at the playoffs. He needs playoffs. to show up. But anyway, the other the other guys who were added like Clarkson, Nance, Hood, uh, it's George working. Hill. It's They're working. doing good stuff. So yeah. good job to Colby uh, Altman for his work on getting that together. Uh, and me... for the the guys in the team walking welcoming them in and mm-hmm. making it work. So that's the East. What about the West? Who, I was gonna say, who do you think is coming out of the West? Um, I think it's gonna be uh, the Rockets. You do? Yeah. You think they're gonna beat this, the Warriors? Yes. All right. Okay. You. Yes. You should put you should put dollars on that. You should go to Vegas with that. Yes. I wonder. I also am the one that said the 76ers will make it to the playoffs. Uh, yeah, but that's just different. let me have this. Buddy. All right. I mean, that's not a brave stretch. That's when you when. No, I I just let's look who's not in the playoffs in the East. The usual suspects. The usual suspects, like everybody, that everyone, including my Bulls. It hurts. It really does. Um, uh, but the, you think the Rockets are going to take it? Because enough between Harden and Chris Paul, they have what it takes to overcome the dynamic for all-stars of the Warriors. Right, and the fact that Curry is injured. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think that's going to matter. Once Zaza takes out uh, Harden's <laughs> legs, I think it's not going to matter. You know what? How is Zaza still playing? I think when Zaza puts an elbow <laughs> in Chris Paul, no, we're not going to be talking about Steph Curry's we're, injury. We're going to be talking about how the Rockets <laughs> go into the Golden State locker room ready to fight them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm laughing because if this happens, it will not be funny. No. But I have a feeling this will but happen. But Zaza is just like, I feel like Zaza is, and I don't want to make fun of him, but I'm going to. Go but ahead. like, he is it like, does he not know how big he is? That he just like he knows how big he is. He doesn't know what to do with it. Right. So I'm just gonna go like elbow everybody and step on people. Like, come on. You dude. know those ball balancing core drills that LeBron does. Yeah. I I think Zaza would have a heart attack if he did any <laughs> one of those, because he has no he has no center of gravity control. He's just he's he just, just kind of like down and lumbers and it, like he falls down and it shakes a little bit. Right. I'm like, not saying like, oh, because he's a big fat guy. Like I'm just like, he's a big dude. Like as yeah, he's he got, supposed to be. He has a lot of mass. Mostly, yeah. mostly muscle, but just like probably thick bones. He's, <laughs> he's big boned. His, hey, look, <laughs> man, his skull has extra calcium. <laughs> it's a big head <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to be cool. So, but. so I feel like I feel like Zaza. It will have another oops mistake, and maybe potentially injure the a player that would. It, look, you at, think it, in the end it's going to be the Warriors and the Rockets? I think it's going to be the Warriors Rockets. Right. But I think that uh, the I agree with you. I think the Rockets are going to take it, barring any injuries. Right. Because it's not just Harden and Chris Paul, Trevor Ariza mm-hmm. and um, homeboy used to play for the Pelicans. Um, Oh, I love him so much. He was the sixth man. Oh, uh, Gordon. Um, H- H- not Gordon Hayward. No, no, no. His last name's Gordon. 
I'm while you're doing the, that, I'm, I'm just like rockets. trying to use my memory. Eric Gordon. That's oh, what it Eric is. Gordon. Eric oh, yeah. Gordon. It finally came to me. Eric Gordon. His uh, people don't know, but on the on the on low key, he's mm-hmm. putting in eighteen to twenty points a game. Yeah. Off, I mean, you know, whether starting or off the bench, you can use him wherever you need to. And that's, I mean, yeah. And Trevor will get you his. So uh, I just think, man, if all those guys stay healthy, the Rockets yeah. have a good chance at it. I think, I think it's going to be the Rockets, Warriors, the finals. Uh-huh. How many games? Oh, it's going to be. It's going. They're going to go to seven games. Yeah, I think so too. They're going to absolutely seven games. You think? You think James Harden is going to show up this year? You know what? Ooh, you know, James, you know, you're right. Because he sometimes forgets that he's in the playoffs and, like, farts his way through things. Like, he forgets forgets to run to the other side of the court. I'm like, play defense. You know, you say the Cleveland Cavaliers don't know what defense is. Yeah. Like. It's, It's hard to watch James Harden sometimes in the playoffs as of late. I don't know. Like, this last season, Mm -hmm. the last playoffs, I was just like. Honey, you need to you need to at least walk briskly to the other side. <laughs> Do something. It looked like someone shot him with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> that one game, it looked yeah, like he was exactly severely sedated. And you're like, sir, um, there's a game happening. Do Legit. You, did you forget? Everyone thought he lo- was like a bookie had t- it out for him. And the thing is, like, he, and you know what? He may have. We don't know his life. Maybe he had bets that he had to clean up. Yeah, but and I, I wonder. I mean, because he still kind of plays that way sometimes, like, mm-hmm. you know, where he he's not a defense guy. You know, mm-hmm. he puts the buckets in that he needs and, you know, that we need for that the team needs from him and he can he keeps it moving. Yeah. But I wonder, like, he may be that that factor. Like, yeah, we have Zaza, who is like uh, from the Warriors that could potentially hurt people, mm-hmm. um, which is we all know that's kind of who he is. Um, but he might be that like. That uh, what's the term? That the the factor, the X factor, X factor? the X factor that oh James Harden, yeah, that mm-hmm. either is gonna really show up and right. like be and show out and right. be awesome, mm-hmm. or he, you're gonna be like you're supposed to do this and you are the reason why we're yeah. sucking. I hope he shows up this year, but I think what happens to him is he puts too much pressure on himself, right? Because in years past, he was always really, really good in the offseason. People are, is he MVP? Is he not MVP? Right, then right. he doesn't win the MVP. Mm-hmm. But even before that's announced, like because that doesn't get announced until like, the second round or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so even before then, it's kind of like, where is James Harden? Yeah. And He's so, been funny recently. Like He's been doing some fun little cause quick he knows. thingies. He's got it. Right. He, this year, it's his. They're going to give it to him only because LeBron just... You sure? I want it to go to LeBron, but... We'll just, I do too, but I'm just like. They'll just give it to James, and that's fine because for three years in a row, he's he has cried about it not going to him. Um, Wambulance. I thought I thought winning was the thing that mattered the most. How are you gonna give it to someone who doesn't have a better record than me? And it's like, James, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple double right now. Do you, Can we you just know why this? he's doing that? Because he's playing defense. <laughs> do you know he runs to the other side of the court? He yeah, runs. That's part of his game. Yes, that is part of it. But he, but uh, when he would do that stuff, here's the thing to me about James Harden that's interesting about his brand of team ball uh-huh. is that he's 
the best player in MVP, but is he the best leader? No. No. Because he's not really a leader. Yeah. And so... It's kind of a goofball. But yeah, but he thinks... I think he thinks he's a leader until Chris Paul showed up and he, he even said... out what a leader looked like? Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he even said, like, he teaches me a lot about leadership. Um, here's the thing about James Hart. He just doesn't... He... He goes out there and he's skilled, but he doesn't present himself as the man on the team. Mm. Like, I I lead my guys. LeBron right. is up there leading his guys. Whether right. you like it or not, I don't need you to like me. I'm LeBron James. This is the direction we're going in. You can either get on my page or you can shut the hell up. Right. Uh, James Harden. That's, that's what happened to Isaiah <clears throat> Thomas. Yeah, to oh, shut yeah. the hell up. Totally. Or... This is the only team that someone like Demarcus Cousins can play on mm-hmm. and do well is either a team led by Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. or LeBron James is on your team. Yeah, he just needs someone to check his ego at the right. door. For James Harden, he just—I think he shows up in the playoffs and puts this pressure on himself. Like, okay, let's say he does get the MVP. Right. Oh, I'm supposed to be the MVP. That means I have to average 35 points a game. Right. And like, there's a. And he ends up getting in his own way yeah. psychologically. I mean, and this game is as much physical as it is psychological. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a, that's why there is a basketball like intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a bi a basketball intelligence quotient. Maybe you know what he'll do. What this year? My prediction is this: what? James Harden will shoot more free throws than anyone in the last twenty years in the playoffs in the first second that actually through the whole through the western conference when Mm -hmm. they make it to the western conference Mm -hmm. he will shoot more free throws than anyone's ever shot in a playoff series in the last 20 plus years yeah just because of how many shots he's gonna take uh, because of how aggressive he's he's gonna shoot a poor shooting percentage right from the field he is gonna shoot like he's gonna he's gonna kobe it he's just gonna shoot until until it gets in 20 to 30 percent from the field right but he's gonna have 30 points a game because he shot 15 plus free throws a game yeah because that's his numbers free throw wise this year are off the charts right and so i think he's going to far better anyone the games that you watch the houston rockets are gonna be stop and go mm-hmm. because he's gonna slow down the game by driving to the basket getting foul calls mm-hmm. and when he doesn't get a foul call you're gonna see him whine about it yeah oh god him, him whining is really obnoxious yeah it's a little annoying to see i'm to like because uh... he has the beard so you're imagining like a baby with a grown-ass <laughs> beard and you're like why is this grown-ass <laughs> baby crying come on you like legit took the words out of my mouth. Like, that's exa- I'm like he literally is a grown ass baby it's with a right. beard, with a really impressive beard. It's a great beard. Please don't shave that off. No, no, you without it. a beard really is scary to me. It's it's young. It's real young. He he looks like a baby. He looks like a straight up man with a beard. He's a man. And that's his that's his um, trademark. So he has to keep that for yeah, the rest of his time. He's the beard. But uh, no, I think you're right. The Rockets will go. It'll be, Rockland, it'll be Rockland's Cle- Rock, Rocklets. Rock, the, the Rockets. The Rockets. The, the Rockets. Uh, Rockets and Cleveland. Cleveland. I would love to see that. That'd be, that would be fun. Mm. You'd have Chris Paul, president of basketball operations, and one of the vice presidents of basketball operations, LeBron James, playing each other against each other. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. And ooh, ooh, gosh. If I can see James Harden. Oh, this will be so fun. If you see James Harden play mm-hmm. the Warriors in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and you see Steph versus um, James, uh-huh. not head-to-head, head, but just like James in general. Harden, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 
Steph, who's beaten now James Harden for the MVP multiple times, and right. you know James Harden feels some type of way about that. Then they get past them, go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, mm-hmm. and see LeBron and his MVPness, against, right, and his greatness. Did I say MVPness? Yes, you did. Because <laughs> penis. <laughs> All right. So this. I guy, just want to say we're in our thirties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised it took me this long to get that. So uh, for LeBron James to play against a James Harden in the in the biggest stage, mm-hmm. and LeBron just saying, uh, this is the ninth time I've been here in a row, so, you know, like, can we start this game or what? Yeah, like... And James Harden is sitting over there, just, like, rocking in his chair. <laughs> just like, He's like, I'm... I'm the MVP. Like, why Why is he intimidating me? <laughs> the MVP. Why didn't, why didn't I get that foul call? <laughs> I... What, oh, God. And LeBron will walk by him, like, Man, that's not how you cry about a call. Yeah, that's not how you pout. <laughs> let me let me show you how how, how we pout. You got to flop more. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like he is the king of flop, especially when he was in Miami. Uh, I love it. Uh, but yeah, it'll be fun to watch when it when it happens. But we just got one more week to go. Oh, speaking of LeBron, though. Yeah, what's up? Um, everyone's talking about where he's gonna go next year. Yeah, per usual. Uh, more people are saying they think he's gonna go to Philadelphia. I think he's gonna stay in. I, I mean. If he's going to... No, I think he's going to stay in Cleveland. We talked about this yesterday off mic. Mm -hmm. What is he really going to bring to Philly that Ben Ben Simmons isn't already bringing? Uh, Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I think he brings a lot. No, he brings a lot, but like, is he going to take the shine away from Ben? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if he really wants to do that. Because he's a... a, He's a good guy. He's a good guy, yeah. And he like wants... like He clearly, like as much as he is a competitor... Mm -hmm. He's not a competitor like Michael, where he actually cares about the people in the league mm-hmm. and especially the young people and, and the mm-hmm. and the young players that are coming through. And I think I'm I am sure he has talked about talked about finances with those with those the young guns. I'm, ta- I'm sure mm-hmm. he's talked about how to stay healthy and be healthy and all these different things. Yo, player, you got your Roth IRA together. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> they can't get a Roth. <laughs> not with that much money. I'm like, it's just it's just really important to just you know invest right. in yourself. Do you have uh, a conscious spending plan? Yeah. <laughs> I don't pay for monthly Spotify premium. But you know who? I take it from my friend. Right. I take Kevin Loves. <laughs> I take Kevin Loves. <laughs> That's so tacky. I cannot believe this guy. It's okay. We all do it to, for, to each other anyway, oh, that's right? Oh, hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be it'll be super dope to see um, where he ends up going. I think there's, at this point, we can make all the speculation that, that we want. Mm-hmm. And as LeBron says, he's not thinking about it right now. And so if he's not thinking about oh, it, I believe that. I'm not thinking about it. Well, I'm thinking about it. And I actually it. believe it when he says he's not thinking about it. No, I totally think he's in the present. And he's got agent Rich Paul and everybody yeah, else around he's him. Got, he's got his people taking care of what need, yeah. they need to take care of. He, he can keep his mind on the business at hand. Um, what I think is, I think you're totally right. Just Ben Simmons is blossoming into the next heir apparent to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... No pressure. Y- yeah, right? Like LeBron <laughs> says to himself, I already had Kyrie leave because yeah. of my dominance. Right. I'm not going to go walk in on Ben Simmons and say, hey, yeah, you know how you're, you know, what, averaging a triple-double this month? Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna take some of those assists and rebounds away yeah. from you. You know, that's he just doesn't. He'll stay in Cleveland, and he will do it for the land. Mm-hmm. And even though I think he, I think he will finish it off his career in Cleveland. I think you're right, unless the situation presents itself where Chris Paul, Carmelo, and Dwayne Wade can all be on a team with him. 
And that he would, would be too much. He would do it just to um, for a final year. If that were his final year, just for fun. At the end of the day, he knows he's staying in the league for at least four and a half more years because he has to pass Kareem on the scoring list. Wait, you only think only four and a half? That's too short. Oh, yeah, I did the numbers. That's too short. I did the numbers, yeah. No, no, no. Not about surpassing Kareem. I don't care about Mm -hmm. that. I want him to stay longer. Oh, (laughs) yeah. In the league. (laughs) No, when he retires, I'll have to stop watching basketball unless one of these young guns... Unless Ben Simmons literally becomes LeBron James. (sighs) Yeah, unless he he steps into that mold Um, or Giannis. Or, you know what? He may stay until his kid comes in. Oh Bron yeah, Jr. yeah, yeah. If Bron then I'll be, and he's looking real good. Did you see him break that little white kid's ankles the yep. other day? Oh <laughs> God! And did you see how LeBron was like, "Come on, son"? Oh, no, <laughs> like, I didn't see it. I, there was something that he. I don't know if it was that specifically, but there was a play that it, that uh, Junior LeBron Junior did, mm-hmm. and he was like, he was basically like, like man, that was cold. What you did, <laughs> like you know. It was either an ankle breaker or like some sort of like play mm-hmm. that was just just nasty yeah, uh, in the best way possible. But like, I mean, he's his dad. He he's <sighs> he's playing real well. So yeah, I, I, he's still young. So I wonder how tall he's gonna be um, right. by the by the end of his growth. Yeah, but yeah, man, he has two sons, right? Two sons and a daughter. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's his his daughter is. She's cute. She's adorable mm-hmm. and clearly so has uh, her dad around like. You know, wrapped around her little mm-hmm. finger, mm-hmm. as we daughters do she, sometimes. It's that's the mother, <laughs> uh, the father daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, if he stays though for four and a half years, we'll get the best years of LeBron James. We'll, well, these are the only years we'll get. I'll be interested to see how his game adapts. Remember how Jordan had to take the fade away yeah. most of the. I mean, just you watch videos of him now, mm-hmm. pre. Well, the first three championships versus mm-hmm. the final three championships. And all it is is just spot-up shooting and turnaround jumpers. Right. And he takes two dribbles, max. Right. There's no, no two dribbles, like, and And shoot. shooting, yeah. Yeah, and uh, with LeBron, it'll be interesting to see how much point guard he plays, mm-hmm. how much more, how many more assists he has. Because mm-hmm. it seems like he's letting go of some scoring to mm-hmm. do more assisting. And uh, just how his game adapts from, he can shoot now. Like, I think that's awesome that he's taking... Yeah, this big dude shooting well. La- uh, he's becoming... the People are using the term clutch. Like, he's actually becoming clutch mm-hmm. in his final years. It's exciting to see for yeah. him. <sighs> you know, we should just change our cast name to the LeBron cast or something, because we talk about him. I'm pretty sure they would take legal action against us like they did against the Tide of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. I mean, there's a, there's a Kanye co- cast out there, so oh, is there? Yeah, so I I'm mean, just yeah. Saying. If it's all, it's all positive. Yes, yeah. we make fun of his hairline, but oh, okay, he'd be looking I... real stressed these days. Mm. That's like his mood ring, his hairline. <laughs> Stop. The thinner it is, you that's know a, what's going a, on. That's a Devlin dribbling tweet. <laughs> no, uh, that that's a it's a preview for you all. Mid, oh God, but yeah, I, um, I love that guy so much. When he does retire. The whole league is going to. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be a shift. It's like when, mm-hmm. when Mike retired the second time. Not mm-hmm. the, and the first time it oh, was sad. Yeah. Like oh, it was yeah. just sad. Yeah. But the when he retired the second time it was like what is and he came back right but like it was still like eh, whatever. Mariah Carey comes out in the wizard's dress and yeah no don't bring her back for the Cleveland no, no don't do thing. it. Don't uh, do it. Or like when Kareem retired. Remember how every arena gave him something. Yeah. 
Ah, I hope he gets that. I think so. I think he will, because <clears throat> of what he's done to the. And I mean, Kobe did. Wait, did Kobe get stuff? Yeah, Kobe in his his last year he was doing like the Kobe tour. Every, I remember, but I'm forgetting what they gave him. They went like I don't know if they like every maybe there was a tribute to him or something. Maybe in every a video league. tribute. Uh, but like like it, when it was the last time they played, he played again in that arena. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. there was something that was given. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, now. that was that was really. Yeah, you, uh, you remember Draymond? That makes me think of when Draymond was on the bench. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Draymond was playing in a game against the Clippers, mm-hmm. and Paul Pierce was playing for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And Paul Pierce was so... He was salty about... It wasn't tribute night. No, he was just going around for his last year of the league, right, right. and he thought he was going to get some kind of Kobe treatment. Right. And Draymond... And a shot or something, and he was on the court, and he goes, "What? You thought people cared about you like that? You thought you was Kobe? Draymond is such a dick. <laughs> trolling. Like, he's such a trolling. troll. I am waiting for Father Time to catch up with Draymond and see like where his humility comes into place. No, I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen because I think he's still just going to talk trash, even though he's like a Charles Barkley. No, and so like when he does retire, I want him to do commentary. Yeah, just because I want him to like because he'll he'll just tr- and like how entertaining would that be <laughs> to just watch like hear like yeah it's just when the players ask it's be fun who's the number one um trash talker in the league right now at all-star game they mm-hmm. all said draymond and and the surprise like yeah. is nowhere to but all all time everyone said kevin garnett oh yeah you've heard the things that kevin has said to people yeah <laughs> it's like it, it makes it's, you it's, it's cringe offensive. oh yeah it's like sir 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 is, i'm a human that is a over the line sir <laughs> sir you're talking about my mother <laughs> my god kevin garnett's that i remember that that uh not to belabor this, but uh, when Carmelo Anthony was at the Garden, still with the Knicks, yeah, and I, the Nets were playing, mm-hmm. and whatever Kevin Garnett said, your wife is sweet as Honey Nut Cheerios. Stop. And Carmelo, he lost said it, it. He said it to Carmelo. Oh, in his ear, because to us watching, uh-huh. the whole arena is looking at this like, oh, Carmelo is about to fight Kevin Garnett. We don't right. know why. Did I mean, Lala's him? beautiful. So Yeah, and they look, yeah, exactly. Well, right. they, they go to the replay. There's no elbow. There's yeah. no shove. There, you don't see anything happen. Just Melo turns on him. Right. And, and, is, and is then, ready to go. And then afterwards it comes out. He said, uh, you know, I tasted your wife as sweet as honey nut you Cheerios. You tasted? I think he said tasted. I don't want to. <gasps> That's be, worse. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna Google this real quick. Oh my so god, that is worse. Because if you're Garnett. like your wife is as sweet as like honey nut Cheerios, I'm like, okay, that like, I'm like Carmel, why are you you're, you're getting a little too angry about that? Because that is just like, okay, he, she's compl- sweet. Why? Thank like, you, sir. Yeah, like I think she's sweet too, but like she tasted as uh, sweet. Hold on, hold like, on. Like that is. I'm pretty sure. Did hold on. Like hold I on. would, I would punch somebody if someone's like. Ooh, ooh. What did he say? <laughs> Say it. I don't trust this. Uh, this is from the New York Post. But Lala Anthony reveals in book in her book, mm-hmm. Garnett didn't say Cheerios. So um, in her book, uh, they takes it. Kevin Garnett told her husband she tasted like Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, Celtics and Knicks. This is when he oh, was with Celtics the Celtics. And Knicks, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, your your wife tastes as sweet as Honey Nut Cheerios. That's how it came out. So disrespectful. Mel, Mel, like you. No, because like to say someone is sweet as Honey Nut Cheerios yeah. is like okay, you think my wife is sweet, but you, 
I mean, it's that a, makes sense why he's why he's ready to. That kill is him. a sexual allegation, sir. Yeah. And I do, doth <laughs> I protest? And also, I'm the one that cheats on my yeah. wife, not she on There's me. There's only one adulterer in this relationship. <laughs> You hold your ground, sir. <laughs> uh, this, so it's funny, too, because he's had this reputation his whole career. So you know when you play a game with Kevin Garnett. And people have talked about this. Who's right. the wildest teammate you've ever had? They're Kevin Garnett. Yeah. He does stuff in pregame, in the locker room, that throws us all off because you don't know what he's doing. <laughs> and so in the game, he's just talking stuff out the side I of wanna, his neck. I want to be as trolly as uh, Draymond and getting into people's heads like Kevin Garnett. When I play basketball, you know how the summer is going to be the year of basketball for me. Uh-huh. The summer of basketball, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna talk so much trash and gonna get yeah. beat. Yeah. Oh get beat no, 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 they won't hit you because you're a girl, but you can talk all the smack you want because of that. Because I be have, because I have a vagina. Yeah, yes. you're gonna be like, you're just gonna say, you can like insult going back to masculinity. Right. Just yeah, real t- tear guys down in their masculinity and just see how it. But happens. if I say that I've tasted their like. Like their girlfriend, they're probably gonna get turned on by that. Yeah, we're a different breed. Yeah. Yeah, it's different than. It's different because I'm a girl. It's hmm. Mm. Yeah. Because that's okay, you know. But that's funny. They they're like, yo, word. You hear what she said? <laughs> like, I need I need to excuse me. I can't play right now because things that you underneath could, just mm, you, was ready to go. <laughs> you could. Oh man, there's nothing. I'm trying to think of a better line, but it's hard because we're so. I mean, sexually yeah, thirsty. Yeah, guys, if I said something like that, guys would be like, hell yeah, are you down? I'd be like, that's not the point of I why like, I said that to I you. Was, I was like, if you really wanted to be juvenile, you could say like, hey, your your girlfriend DM'd me the other day because she right. said she was looking for a real man. But then that suggests that you're that transgender. I, right. And, and so then that can also be construed. And I don't want to take away from that community's of course. Like, experiences. Of course. Yeah. So I'm really struggling. And I'll think of a comeback gonna, and I'll give gonna it to you. We're going to sit down and figure this out. And if folks, if you have thoughts on how I can trash talk the guys that I'm going to obviously be playing on the court, let me know. I want to I wanna be ruthless. What did... What did she say? She said it wasn't Cheerios. I didn't it was notice some... during the game, drawing each other, uh, the heat of the game. I didn't uh, ask Mello about it. And he said that Kevin Garnett said that you shouldn't say that to a person you have a friendship with or respect for. Mm. Mello told him, I'm not some rookie. We've been in this league a while together. We know each yeah, other. Yeah, we're so, friends. Uh, or friendly. A while together. So don't treat me the way you treat a rookie. Mmm. just to what Mel said to Kevin. Uh, days of the incidents. We all deserve. Oh, God. Such a. He probably did say Cheerios. Um, maybe. Regardless, he said that it. he tasted his wife, and that's that's not okay. Yeah. No, you got to get that cleaned up. Yeah. Kevin Garnett. Anyway. Yeah. Not so that's good. that. But uh, I'm excited. It'll be good. The le- It'll be a fun time. You ready to talk about some dope people? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, folks. It is time to talk about our dope person of the week. Alex, who's your dope person? My dope person. Wrigley, get out of my shoe. My <laughs> dope person is our Tiro... Boyd, aka Dimes. Dimes. All right. Who's this person? Artiro Boyd, aka Dimes, is the number one draft pick in the inaugural year of the NBA 2K draft. 
Like video game NBA 2K draft? Like video game NBA draft. So he's a player. Like he plays the game. He is a gamer. Okay, he's a gamer. That's kind of dope. His gaming name is Dimes. Mm -hmm. Spelled Mm D-I-M-E-Z. And the way it was structured, the NBA has partnered with 2K Esports. Right. And they are... EA Sports, right? Um... Isn't it EA Sports? There's an EA Sports. I think this is different than that. Okay. 2K is under a different company. All right. But they have... Uh, oh, buddy. Wrigley What's wrong was, with him over there? Wrigley, Wrigley is feeling some feelings because his ball is in your shoe. Oh, I see. <laughs> you like it. Uh, so the league has partnered with this gaming company and said, you know what we're going to do this year? We're going to make money however we can. Yeah, of course. So All right, Commissioner. how about we pick... Teams at random, it seems, to have their own teams compete next year in a gaming tournament. Cool. And so each team drafted five gamers from around the country Mm -hmm. for each of their teams to compete. Gamers make a lot of money. Like, like real true gamers can make a lot of money. I don't understand how. I don't either. But but there, apparently there are like tournaments. Like like think yeah. of like poker tournaments. Uh-huh. Like in the same way, there's gamer tournaments, uh-huh. and that and that's how they win money. That's incredible. Yeah. So these guys are legit. And uh, our Tiro, yeah, our Tiro Boyd mm-hmm. uh, is from Cleveland. Okay. He got drafted number one by the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, okay. And they said this is gonna be our our guy. He's compared in Cleveland. By his teammates and people around him to like the LeBron James of gaming. Okay. And he says he has the. That's a high uh, high praise. He says he has the performance to back that up. Okay. He's a pretty okay. confident guy. Okay. Okay. So he's like, yeah, I knew I was gonna be number one because who's better than me? <laughs> and uh, confidence is needed to be compared to a LeBron James. Yeah. I must say. So next year you're gonna see multiple teams playing, uh, game after game against each other. The teams who are. This year's mm-hmm. competitors in the draft mm-hmm. who picked up players to, to play next year include the Boston Celtics, Cleveland Cavaliers, Dallas Mavericks, Detroit Pistons, Golden State Warriors, Indiana Pacers, Memphis Grizzlies. There are 17 of these, by the way. Miami Heat, Milwaukee Bucks, New York Knicks, Orlando Magic, Philadelphia 76ers, Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, Toronto Raptors, Utah Jazz, Washington Wizards, which is to say some teams at random just did not get chosen for this so like the lakers and the clippers the chicago bulls oklahoma city san antonio they're not participating in this but this is the inaugural year Mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes with 17 teams and then beyond that uh we'll see who joins but yeah so congratulations to the number one overall pick dimes for uh he's gonna drop dimes you're the first one drafted ever to drop those dimes nice and i i appreciate the league kind of uh attracting another audience of people that clearly probably love the game of basketball but mm-hmm. are skilled in other ways like there's people who are better basketball players on the court and become NBA stars and there's those of us who uh, are probably better at basketball on the couch yeah, <laughs> right it's a good way of putting it you know, so that's that's great that's a pretty pretty awesome um, you want to know about my model person I do please um, I'm gonna continue the theme of uh, women. You know it's April. I know it's April, but it's like my month, and I figured like I want to I want to highlight dope women of color this month. Um, as the man here, mm-hmm. I will allow it. Thank you. I I really needed you to to approve this. You may. I, yeah. I appreciate it. You may proceed now. 
Thanks. Thank you for for this uh, platform, Alex. I'm I'm so humbled by by you giving this to You're me. You're most welcome, lady. <laughs> All right. So my person is a 14 year old, um, Jayera Griffin. She's an honor roll student um, at Washington Junior High School in Riverdale, Illinois, which is just south of Chicago. It's like one of the southern Chicago suburbs ish. Mm-hmm. Area very close to Harvey, Illinois. For those, mm-hmm. if you know Harvey, Illinois, um, and she, um, I'm shouting her out because she's giving back to the community one laundry load at a time. And also, big shout out to the Shade Room for helping me figure out who Jara is. Um, so for the past year, this eighth grader was able to raise over at this point uh, over a thousand dollars to help pay for lower income families' laundry at her local laundromat. Oh wow! She, according to like this, our local, the local CBS News in Chicago, uh, Jayara was inspired to do this after she noticed that some of the kids that she was tutoring, so she's an honor roll student, tutoring people in her neighborhood, mm-hmm. in her community, uh, didn't always have clean clothes to wear, let alone machines or dryers to you know wash the clothes. Ah. Um, and so she did the good deed uh, in her spring break and is hoping to be able to do it again and like cont- make this like a continued thing wow. for her community because clean. clothes are important um and we know that the confidence of students um in the way uh, in the way that they show up in a classroom has a lot to do with how they look too Absolutely. and if they're fed mm-hmm. you know if they feel clean yeah. all those different things and for jara this 14 year old to think about somebody else and raise over a thousand dollars i'm here for it girl start a gofundme i'll mm. pay for it Kick like i'll do that. it i will 100 yeah. percent support that and to be a young woman of color black black girl mm-hmm. doing this to be an honor roll all those things all dope things and <sighs> i just wanted to lift her up that's excellence black excellence mm-hmm. girl excellence excellence through and through i feel like harvard is already sending her her acceptance letter like, uh, you better listen listen we would love to have you a- amen to that i'm okay with that nice yeah so it's a good one yeah i just figured why not right let's let's have some dope people yeah like, like her no no true athletes this week we just went with we just went with some just dope people that's cool doing some pretty cool things in their in their lanes yeah oh good job yeah all right all right, I think that's all that we have for this week's episode. Again, as always, make sure you're following us and um, listening to us and commenting and rating and all those wonderful things. Anything else you got to say for the good of the order, sir? No, thanks everyone for listening. All right, uh, so be dope and we'll catch you later. See ya.